The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, show number 318. This show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save so 20 bucks on uh, Major League Baseball tickets, CFL tickets, whatever you want to get. Swifty tickets, as always, at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com and check out all the great articles and other podcasts, such as Crap Food Sports, No Credits Required, and the Corner Booth Podcast at BellyUpSports.com. Uh, and um, thank you for making uh, our show a part of your day each and every day here, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, inching towards our third anniversary coming up in the third week in August. Dave, um, saw you had a different can of beer in your hand with going on tonight. What are you, what are you drinking tonight? What are you slurping? Uh, you know, I bumped into this one the other day again. I, I It's been a while since I had. It's uh, from the Belching Beaver Brewery in BC. It's peanut butter stout Ooh, it's delicious you can't it's a drink stout on a hot night oh yeah but it's it's a little chilly in the basement it's windy yeah. outside right it's, so it's, it's really windy today yeah yeah so that's why i'm um i'm down in the cellar here tonight uh and you know when you got ac and 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 a basement the basement's a little bit more nipply you can stir meat down here man yeah, I got a little temperature change down here, so 72 <laughs> degrees uh, Fahrenheit, which, which is nice. It's a, the right, a nice temperature. Uh, some people, for some reason, they put their – and that's one thing about Canada. I think we've talked about it on our show a lot is that when – like we only get X amount of really hot months here in Canada, as, it comes, as you and Aaron talked about on, on his podcast, the Bouillon Sports podcast the other night, uh, a week ago, that uh, in Canada we only get X amount of really hot – I wouldn't even say months, hot days or weeks, I guess. And then for some reason, Canadians – when it gets a little bit uncomfortable, we make it as cold as possible in each other's houses. I don't understand it. Well, see, in ours is like it's fine in in uh, the two. It's a it's a basement and a two story, um, main floor and upstairs. It's fine. You don't need a sweater. But like when you get down in the basement here, you just it's just cold. Yeah, people who set their their AC to sixty five degrees. I'm like, oh, what you, I don't. Like, get you that. wouldn't go out in in the in the spring or the fall in a, in in fifteen degree weather without a hoodie and pants on. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to me why you'd make your house that cold. I I don't get it. it it's kind of funny. At, at at work, I set the office thermostat. Well, I don't. I'm not going to do the Fahrenheit. It's set for uh, nineteen done. Um, in the winter, and it's set for twenty three in the summer. Because you know, twenty three is a lot fucking colder than it is outside right now, man. Yeah. And it's and it's refreshing. And you don't. I we're only in that office for an, an hour and a half a day. Yeah. So I don't need it. I've never understood that. Like we bitch how fucking we we bitch and bitch how hot it is. The second it gets a little bit hot, nope, make it cold again. I I don't. I'll never. I will never understand it. Yeah, it's a thermostat. It's not an on off switch, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the people that uh, when you're in traffic and they the light turns green and they floor it to be the first one at the next red light. Just. A little bit of moderation and just figure it out. You know, yeah, it's it's, no, it's it's nicer. And especially like right now when you're outside, it's it's in the 30s right now. 
get inside 23 feels nice yeah it's been super hot for a while now it's supposed to be hot all week and then into into next weekend in beautiful box hill alberta where there isn't a tree in sight for miles and miles so it should be interesting in box hall boy oh, oh boy. she's gonna be hot that surface of the sun i there. can't wait for the grasshoppers and the mosquitoes personally uh, there's grasshoppers out already. And then yeah. I also looked at the forecast. Lethbridge is supposed to hit 35 this uh, on Sunday. So you're going to, if you're in Vauxhall, Alberta, you got a chance at 40, brother. Well, I uh, can't wait. Uh, one thing I got to do, like every, as people who listen to the show and people who are friends of mine, everything else, they know that I umpire. I, I want to find the guy who decided to make the uh, the official uniform of umpires black shirts and gray and dark gray pants. When I find this guy, I'm going to fucking kill him. Well, I don't know why you guys don't just revolt and buy a, a blue polo, buy a blue golf shirt. It it has it has reverted back to the uh, the, the the blue the Carolina blue they call it now. We're getting some of those for this weekend coming up. But yeah, and, they, and it does make a huge difference in comparison. I wore I wore one yesterday for a little league game I was on. Speaking of baseball day, we had baseball all weekend long. We never hooked up with the same complex for a few hours all weekend long as they did uh, jasper did you throw any more immaculate innings this weekend or hit the grand slam hit the cycle what was happening with J- jasper baseball nope just good solid ball uh he got to start in last night's game uh pitched him at third and then you were number 10 I, th- I thought i saw him across the yeah, field there. that's exactly okay i didn't see him 10. across the field there i was on the, the the adjoining field there yeah um and then he pitched uh he pitched three full innings uh but the uh with two out in the third um, there was a comebacker to the mound and he went to field it and lost his footing and tweaked his back a bit. So just for, he got through the next batter, uh, pitched three complete. And then just for, um, for precautionary mem- uh, measures, he, he got pulled. So he, he left the game winning five, two after three complete. Um, the good guys won 10, nine. So was the uh, final? I, I was like, so there was, a, there was a lot of baseball that I don't normally do uh, throughout the year. Like yesterday, especially yesterday morning, there I was. Uh, I I mean, I get a kick. I, I I like where I grew up in Fort McLeod. The Little League Park was right across the street from my my mom's house, where she still lives this day. So watching the little guys play is something I've always done. And even when I played in those fields back then, and yesterday morning I had the pleasure of uh, then throughout the day umpiring some. I don't even I don't even know what it's called anymore. But major little league, I guess. And the uh, the kids were 12, 11 years old, and just little guys. And they're they're trying, they're trying their hearts out. But there was one little fella from uh, Moose Jaw who wasn't too uh, he wasn't too shy to swear. To is what is one thing. That, I mean, I don't care. Whatever. I'm not a parent, so I'm not wasn't too too concerned. I wasn't about to tell his mom. But um, the, a, a, a a ball went through that he probably should have caught, and it was more his fault than anything else. But uh, he's 12 years old. But what made me laugh was when he was, my, fuck. He said, "My fucking glove sucks," and he threw his glove down on the ground and had a little a little hissy fit. And I just I kind of laughed and. I I just when I, I went to the to the uh the first baseline after the the, uh, the inning was over and the moose jaw coach saw me laugh and I told him this story. He goes, That little prick's glove probably cost three hundred bucks, he said. <laughs> it was just it was fun to be out in a in a in a game. Like the kids are trying their hearts, so the parents their parents care, but it was nice to be in a uh uh, for lack of a better term, a non-pressure situation for me. It was, it was nice to be out there and having a good time. Give, give him back the community a little bit. A little bit less high stakes. Like the kids are trying just as hard as the big boys. But yeah. at the end of the day, the the play dictates the calls that are not so much the calls, but you know what I'm saying, right? There's yeah. going to be a, a lot more through the wickets, a lot more pass balls. And then 
when when the clown music comes on it 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 becomes a little bit okay no, we, we can uh, take our i, I, I got a kick here. out of it bunting with two strikes and foul and they're like why am i out this guy blah blah like it's just funny how you as an official you end up coaching a little bit too and you're like throw the ball throw the ball throw the ball man just trust me throw the ball over here it's just it's funny and the kids are they're trying their hearts and they, and they think what, what i what i get a kick out of is um like how some of them just think they're like so much better than they are. It's, it's, it's just funny. It's just a funny, funny thing to watch. It is kind of funny. I mean, like you, you see everybody that uh, I'm going to, for lack of a better term, all those players that are all dolled up with the fancy eye makeup mm-hmm. shades on the top and, and, and yeah. Yeah. And then just strutting around. And then, you know what? The, the glove has to be on the ground to catch it. Right. The glove doesn't, it's not automatic that they yeah. get to, it's not the Rodney Dangerfield putter from uh, Caddyshack. There was uh, one kid from Lethbridge pitching yesterday, and we'll get off this situ- this story, but it was funny. And I, I kind of know this this guy's dad a little bit, or this kid's dad a little bit, the pitcher for Lethbridge. And there was a curveball. It, it wasn't a curve. He just spins his wrist and he, it spins a little bit. It, it didn't curve. It's just a big looping, a, a looping, whatever you want to call it, Ephus pitch. But he, this kid calls it a curveball, and it went across the plate at the the batter's like a, almost the top of his head. But the way the the, the trajectory of the ball was, it landed right in the catcher's glove. Catcher had to move his glove. So, but I I called it a ball because it was a ball, right? And and the, this kid's eyes. And his head started to turn. There's like the exorcist. Like the eyes rolled back in his head, and his head was spinning. Like, like how could that possibly be a ball? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and the kid was looking at me like I was like the biggest asshole on the planet. And I was like, trust me, you'll know in about three years why that was a ball. Like, it's it ain't where he catches it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, t- I told this guy's dad afterwards. He goes, I thought I saw him kind of giving you the the, the, the stink eye. So no, it, it was really funny to uh, to observe that we you know there with little kids and uh, remembering where, where where you came from a little bit. Yeah, and you know, baseball is the one sport that's you just got to get repetitions, whether yeah. it be house league, whether it be at practice, whether it be like, and you know, you can't replicate games. So it's 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 great to watch. Um, thank you for your service, Brent, for 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 taking some time to officiate the youngers. Yeah. Get away from those Wimble guys for a weekend, and uh, and uh, remember your roots a little bit too. No, it is it's, it is important to get back a little bit. Like we try to, to to get that with a lot of our our uh, older umpires out here to get back out there and help out other young officials as well as as long as the kids, because the kids are really appreciative when, when when they see us come out there and they're like, oh look at these these guys are pros, and we're not we're not pros by any means. I mean Jesus probably was nursing a hangover at that point on Sunday morning, but whatever. Uh, Dave, the uh, Major League Baseball season and rolling through and I don't want to get into a, a Yankee hating thing because they're they're struggling they lost two or three uh to the Colorado Rockies over the weekend and because I don't want to have a uh a Yankee hate fest or Yankee podcast by any means sitting here but it's it's funny how there's so many teams who uh put together a roster and they overspend or they they put to they, they put together a uh a, a plan throughout the season how they're going to attack the season and they get it so horribly wrong it's not just baseball and it's not just the yankees but hockey does it hockey does it i think more than any any sport um maybe football with the way they, they pay their quarterbacks but uh it, I would love to be a fly in the wall in these GM offices or in the CEO's offices or in the uh, owner's, uh, the owner's compound when the season's over about, and the conversation I have between GMs and uh, the scouting staff and whoever, and how some teams get it so horribly wrong and what those conversations and how awkward those conversations must be. 
if we want to talk about the Yankees, so who's Cashman having this awkward conversation with? Like, what do you mean? That's the, that's the problem, I think. But yeah, like, but like, does he just go in with the balance sheet and says, "Hey, look at this is how much we're making"? That's that's my directive to have a competitive team that makes this much money. We still have a 50-50 chance of making the playoffs. Um, what's the problem? You know, like I, because he's been there for so long, he hasn't delivered a winner forever. He he signed Darren Judge, which is what he had to do, right? Because that's mandate. Mandate, right? You know, it, it makes me wonder what someone like Aaron Judge thinks now. Like, like, fuck, am I the new Mike Trout now? Because I just signed and 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 I'm here for eight years. Well, what's funny I mean, about that contract that happened with the arson judge thing? I can't remember who was it, Bob Nightingale, whoever it was, who said the arson judge signed with San Francisco. What's funny about the the judge deal is that Cashman didn't get the deal done. It was Steinbrenner, the eleventh hour, that got that deal done. And so, yeah, like it is Judge a, a Mike Trout in, in in waiting now because, like, looking around, this team isn't very good at all. They're not making the playoffs. They're they're just not. They're, they're not good. They don't have anything to look forward to. Even old Joshy Donaldson looks like his uh, his his days are done now. Shouldn't uh, laugh at a guy whose career might be over because of an injury, just because of his uh, high ankle sprain, whatever he came down with yesterday. But it, it's it's like you wonder if if Judge is thinking, I got eight more years of this crap. You know, it, it is the brand, right? It's it's like you know Dak Prescott playing for the Cowboys. Like you know, it is the most recognizable brand in the in the in the most storied franchise. And now, you know what what did I sign up for? Because. I watched uh, the highlights yesterday um, of the of the the Yankees losing to Colorado. <sighs> what a terrible way to lose! Like Brock Cole goes out there and pitches an absolute fucking gem, and shithead Boone says, "Well, let's take him out." Uh, well, let's, let's take him out and then like throw gas on the fire, and then like so he came out of the game and the Yankees are winning two or three one in the eighth. Eight seven final or whatever it was. Like I was, I was cackling. I was laughing out loud because I saw the score and then uh, and then I stumbled across the highlights. It's like eight seven. Fuck, Cole is dealing here because when I the I watched um on the MLB app, I it, it, that was a I watched the quick game, so I, I watched that whole game in twenty minutes, and it was. I thought I maybe got the wrong day, but no. Uh, once uh, old uh, G Cole got out, it was, it oh, was. She's she's a tire fire in Yankee <laughs> land. And you, you just wonder how year in year out, and we'll get off the Yankees for a bit. Actually, no, let's not. Like you, you look at like you, you mentioned Dallas Cowboys. How they they think they deserve to win every year. Jerry Jones is the judge, jury, and executioner there. He has finals, he has start, finish, but like whatever, whatever happens like, there, it's him. So, like I, Big George used to be. Like, so I can actually respect Jerry Jones a little more than Steinbrenner because Jerry Jones puts his neck on the line. He makes all the money, but he makes all the decisions. And I can kind of respect that. Are they the right decisions? Never. I mean, they haven't, we, we talk about it on this show a lot, how he um, never wins. They haven't won a playoff game since whenever. Haven't won a championship since '93 or '95, whatever we decided the other night. And but I can I can respect a guy like Jerry Jones as an owner a little bit that puts his neck and his reputation and his his own money on the line. It says 
I'm the one making the decisions. It's my team. It's my building. It's mine, mine, mine. I'm doing this, and and that's it. I, I, I can respect that a little bit. But what you're saying now, this isn't what's happening with Hal. Hal is uh, like beholden now because he like so George owned this team all by himself, right? And then like when Hal got now in, there, there are like, at, like, the Steinbrenners are majority holders. There are shareholders. Yes. yes. So like, does Hal doesn't Hal can't swing that kind of weight, or he doesn't have the balls to swing that kind of weight? A little bit of both, yeah. Yeah, and then so you know, I I don't know what you do, right? It, it's where you want to. Because over the years, right, they they don't shy away at, at, at signing big money talent, right? Like they, well, they got Stanton, which just blew up in a, in their face, right? They did the right thing by keeping Judge, but like, what else do they have? Like, who from the farm is on that team besides Volpe? Now, like, like Perez is all right, yeah, and they, Rizzo and, forgot and, how to hit all of a sudden, and the, the Donaldson fiasco and everything else. They the, the two catch two can't hit, and it was funny that I saw that. Uh, uh, who was it? Buster only. I think it was, he said on, uh, on, uh, whatever podcast he was on or his own podcast, maybe he was on baseball tonight. He said, the, the Yankees are looking to improve at catcher third base le- and left field and, uh, and relief pitching. So their entire <laughs> fucking team, like, <laughs> so how, like how in the hell can a person be so wrong about everything, which is, which is Cashman be so wrong and have any kind of leverage with the team like yes you're you're part of the family now and i get it but it happens in, in sports all the time where you're you put together this team you spend the threshold you spend the, the max money you can spend in the national hockey league and you don't even come close like how does that happen where it, it happens winning's hard we talk what? about all the time winning's hard but to be so wrong and still retain your job, it's a mystery to me. And then just fire coaches and get rid of hit your hitting coach, get rid of your goalie coach, get rid of this guy just to make the, the fans just appease the fans a little bit. Like, do do these owners and GM think fans are that stupid? It's <laughs> I don't what I don't understand here now is just they're uh, when you look at the Yankees record, they're not that bad. They're only they're only a game and a half out of the last wild card. They're they've been not good. But does that like I and I understand that your expectations are a lot higher than 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 mine for that team. You know, with a couple breaks, they they make the playoffs. Do you not want them to make the playoffs because it's just like oh fuck, what's the point? Because they're just going to get ruled by Houston or when they or whoever the, the, the thing the problem that i got with just making the playoffs it gives that false expectation to the team and it, it kind of um for the periphery yankee fans like oh they made the playoffs made the playoffs well what, what but for what and baseball is easier to make the playoffs now than it was 20 years back ago, in the right? day yeah when you sure. or 30 years ago you alcs and then World the Series, and that teams, was it right that was it and that yeah. was it so like to to just make the playoffs and you get your two wild card games and see you later well, what the fuck's the point? That's not why we're playing this. Right? That's you know, not that's, why, I, I don't think that's that's why you, you, your team goes out and spends three hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, like who you are we? The, the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, like because if you, that's if what you, they do. Because you might like really you're 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 a weekend series more than than the 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 Kansas City Royals got big big pitcher. Yeah, you know, big picture. You, you like, like the Toronto Blue Jays last year. They had a great season. Lost, lost to Seattle in the, in the playoffs in the first round. They lost that second game in the ten eight whatever it happened. They 
they were touted to be World Series contenders, World Series champion. With a lot of a lot of the, the the prognosticators picked. They got two more games than the Kansas City Royals. That's it. What's the point? Yeah. What is the point? But you know, I, I think for a team like I mean, you the win Blue two, Jays, then you get more and more and more. But but I think for teams like uh, the Blue Jays and Seattle, I think that is important. I think it's important for those kids to to feel the intensity of a playoff game and what's that going to be like. Um, it, it, it's something for the the build off. If you are going to grow as an organization, when you have a young team, uh, with, I agree. With, I agree hundred percent. When you have a young team, a hundred percent. But when you have an aging team with guys you have under contract for already 300 million plus, 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 plus it goes, it's time to win now because all of a sudden, like you said, you have G Cole, his years are, are waning. You have, you don't know Rizzo how many more years he's got. You have Stanton who's a piece of garbage. And now you have judge who's back on the aisle again, probably won't play again this year, in my opinion. And then you had Donaldson. So you have all these guys who are playing. You need to win now. And that's the Yankees problem is maybe they need to hit the doldrums and not make the playoffs and say, you know what? Maybe we're not that good. Maybe we need to, to reset. Take, take a year and reset because that's what they did in 2016 and 2017. They came around and, and almost did some damage. Yeah. Um, that was uh, the year they, they came back against uh, what, uh, what Girardi was the last year's manager. Yep. No, and you guys all got him fired because uh, Gary Sanchez I, goes butthurt. Right. Yeah. Um, but the Yankees back like for, for your formative years, right? You, everybody wants to brag about the core four, which were a great four. Those guys were all farm system. What's the, has the Yankees given up on actually trying to draft and develop talent now too? Because it seems like it's the old, the old tricks of, of big George back in the day, just the shiniest toy on the free agent market. I want him, And you know, and that's, that's how, that's why Stanton's there. That's why Sanchez was there for so long. No, that's why um, you, 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 you Donaldson's just, there. I don't like, know. You, you just wonder, like, that's, that's exactly why Donaldson's there, because I mean, that makes me sick, actually, why he's there. But it's, uh, you, you, you just, it, it makes a guy wonder what goes through these conversations and these conversations that are had with GMs and, and their owners. We've talked about, uh, like, ownership groups, especially in baseball, with their analytics and how teams, like, you look at the, we, everybody talks about the, 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 uh, Tampa Bay Rays, who still haven't won anything, so let's not christen them to be the smartest people on the planet because everybody uses analytics. But you got to wonder, and we talked about a few weeks ago, you got to wonder when other teams are going to say, we don't need to spend this much money to to play two more games a year. We don't. It's a waste of time. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. And, you know, as a a fan base, like not as a casual fan, as a fan base, it's just like – we're, we're getting to the point now, like, you know, like we, we mocked uh, Dallas a little bit ago, like 28 years it's been since they won a title. It's getting kind of old, a little long in the tooth for uh, Yankee fans now. Right. You know, is it, and is it that sexy to be a Yankee fan anymore? I no. don't think so because every, you got more people pissing and moaning about them than you have cheering for them. Whereas like, you know, the angels who suck, I imagine they got they're they're selling crazy amounts of hats they, because of Otani. I will bet you there's 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 more buzz for the average uh Otani game or the Angels game because Otani, whether it be whether he's pitching or, or, or DHing or whatever he's doing, I will bet you the average 
Angels game has more positivity flowing from it than the average Yankee game has has coming from it. And they're playing tonight, but like I will, you know what I mean. Like I bet there's more people yeah. who get excited about an, a, an Angels game to see one of the one of the greatest players ever play the game on a nightly basis than there is to watch the Yankees. You're like, well, now what the fuck's going to happen? Expectations are set too high for that team, and it, I think it happens a lot. Like, like the the Yankees, and we compared it a lot. And I, I don't know if it's me, me and you, or if it's a Brent original or Dave original or a whoever original, but the Yankees are a lot with like, more championships, obviously the, the, the Yankees and the Toronto Maple Leafs are, are the same franchise in general. They go out and they spend, they have the biggest fan base on and on it goes and neither team does fuck all. Right. And I'm fans know, of both, <laughs> which is funny. And, and you know, the, I don't even think the Yankees are that sexy anymore. Right. You know, no. like uh, San Diego last year had a chance to really grab the bull by the horns, but they, they, <laughs> they put their money on the wrong horse with that Tatis Jr. Because, you know, he got suspended last year and this year they kind of suck. You know, Philly tries. Like, like who's the sexy team right now? I I would say the Blue Jays, but they they gotta it's it's kind of fucker walk for them too right now, right? They gotta they gotta show everybody the the promise that they've been been the potential that they've been promising the last four or five years. And, you know, they've had a little bit of uh, 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 shitty luck on the mound. And I, and I get that. And and there's always growing pains because, you know, Vladdy and Bichette, they're still only what, 23, 24 years old. They're, they're getting there, but they're, they're younger than they are veterans. You know, so, I, the one thing you talk about sexy teams and the one thing I've noticed a lot about to, to talking about baseball fans uh, all over everywhere, but the, at the field or away, whatever it might be. I think this, the sexy thing about baseball right now is there's a lot of teams that no one expected to be there. That when we talked about like the Arizona's, the, the Baltimore's of the world, the, uh, the Cincinnati Reds of the world are still hanging around there. Uh, I think that's, what's one of the sexy things in baseball right now. And everybody's like, Hey, this is kind of neat that, that these teams that aren't expected to do fuck all are, are are, uh, making a run for it. W- will that resonate to ratings in, in October? Probably not. But uh, are, are people tuning into games a little bit more and, and follow? And actually, you know, I don't, I don't think people are tuning into games anymore because nobody's, no one's watching a Reds Orioles game or an Orioles fucking Dodger game tonight. It was on TV if you're not a fan of, of baseball in general. But I think it, it pushes the the line, not the people read line scores in the paper anymore, but you know what I mean? People are like, hey, look at they're, they're winning a little bit. They're, they're falling the stands a little bit. And they're like, hey, this is kind of neat. Will will it resonate to ratings in October? Probably not. No. Yeah, let, let, it, let's face facts with facts. People want to watch the Yankees in Canada. They want to watch the Jays, the Yankees, the Dodgers. And if Otani and the and Trout, they get there good. And they'll, they'll watch the San Diego's, the Mets, the the, the big the big market teams, Boston, right? Yeah, and, and, and the Boston. Boston's and everything else. Yeah. Like, will, will Cincinnati, would a Cincinnati, um, uh, Arizona, NLCS push the numbers? No. It'd be, it would be, it would actually be uh, a detriment to baseball when it comes down to it. You are, yeah, well, not for baseball, for for the for the networks that, that that's paid way too much money to to carry it. But that's not my problem, right? I want to see. I like to see new teams. Like I watched a lot of that Royals team that uh, the playoffs the year the Royals went all the way and, and won that title. It's it's fun uh, to have a a new sexy team out yeah. there, especially and, you know in in Tampa. I don't care what they're just they're not sexy. Because other than a Rose Arena, yeah, uh, right. yeah, right. You know, they're they're just and not. I, I, and I and I, I think people are getting sick of the, uh, not sick of it. They're like, Tampa's not going to win, so why watch? Because they uh, never, yeah, did. no, no. And 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 they lick they, the jar a lot, and that's it. 
Yeah. And, and what are you going to do? If it wasn't for the cheating scandal, it would be Houston would be the sexiest team by a long shot. The, you know, between Houston and the Dodgers, Dodgers are there again, you know, like um, Arizona, they're, they're still in it, but you know, it's, it's just one of those things that that young team that comes in out and surprises everybody. It's, it's a lot ho- harder to win wire to wire than it is to lead for uh, three months in the spring. Do you, do you think that the Houston thing, um, how do I word this? I forgive and I'll forget. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care anymore. It happened. It was 2017 when it all happened. So that's a long time ago and everything else. And, and who, I, I, who knows if the Yankees, like the Yankee fans shouldn't be upset because they probably wouldn't beat the Dodgers anyways. Dodger fans should be more upset than Yankee fans about 2017, in my opinion. But do you think that the, the, the Houston Astros thing didn't get the, uh, the push and the hate because the way sports are played now and the way it is, people are like, yeah, cheat to win, man. Like the screw, screw this, screw the sanctity of the game and screw the integrity of the game. People, people nowadays, a lot more, uh, it's a dog eat dog mentality. And I'm, I'm eating, I'm wearing Mike uh, milk bone underwear. Uh, do you think that that whole scandal kind of didn't get the juice? It would have saved was the eighties compared to what the, the, the 2020s. Yeah, that's a that's an you know excellent. I mean? Oh yeah, because you know, just in today's political atmosphere, right? It's it's there's so much, it, it, there's no collaboration anywhere. It's like you're right, you're wrong, blah blah blah. Let's fight, and you know, and then like so, well, they're all crooked. They're all crooked. You hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. They're all crooked, and then so One now that's crooked. That's not crooked. Everybody's fucking crooked. Everybody's fucking crooked, and like so now as a sports fan, right? You know, in baseball more than anything, you hear the phrase, "You ain't cheating, you ain't trying." And then, like, well, they they kind of cheated pretty good there. You got to tip your hat to the. I know, like, I, like I said, I I, I forgive and I will never forget. Like, is that the reason why the Yankees lost that ALCS? No, the Yankees didn't get any fucking didn't score any runs. Right. You know, and then so it's it's I, I it, had not, it had nothing to do with Houston Houston scoring too many runs. The Yankees didn't score any. Yeah, like so they really yeah, big it, it's, it's not like the pitcher was getting was getting the pitch that was in the guy. It's not like they were having a yeah. doll sticking pins and fucking in judge and, 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 and Sanchez saying don't hit. Like it was, no, the pitching was better. Right. Exactly. So, you know, and, and, you know, as to that, you know, the, the Astros pitchers, uh, sorry, players that have gone on to other franchises, they've shown that they can produce with other, without other teams. Like yeah. if that, that was a good fucking team. That won it. But and they garbage, won it last year, right? Yeah, garbage banging or no, no garbage banging. Like, they got something figured out there in Houston, and, it, and it's almost too bad that they did cheat because they're 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 a great team. They, they had Dynasty yeah. written all over them. It's funny that, like, if that was the, let's say if it was the pick your team. Actually, you know what? Let's do this. If it was the. 89 through 92 Oakland days, the bad boys of baseball to the Ricky Henderson's Jose Canseco's the uh, Mark McGuire's and the like who were doing more stuff. Not that Ricky was doing steroids. I don't think Ricky did. I don't know. I don't know, but I so I, so I shouldn't have put him into that. If it was the, the, the bad boys of baseball back in the eighties and late eighties, early nineties with the, with the bash brothers, everything else. If it was those guys doing the trash can banging, Back in the 80s, I think that would have got a lot more push to these guys are assholes compared to what the, the 2017 uh, Houston Astros got. 
That makes sense, you know, because you know, and, and we have it. That one's a branch original, actually. That's pretty good. Yeah. As a society, we have a much shorter attention span, too, right? Until the next shiny bauble comes across our Twitter Twitter machine, right? Now we got something else to be pissed off about, you know, and then, you know, like you can let that work for a couple of days. Um, the Astros. Uh, People the, still talking about the nineteen seventeen fucking Black Sox scandal, whatever the fuck. And oh yeah. Any idea what it was about? Yeah. Well, it was. Uh, Shoeless Joe, he was, and he hit three forty or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like, like he should be in the Hall of Fame before Pete Rose, for God's yeah. sake. And yeah, so uh, that's a that's an argument for a different day. Um, the Astros, it was twofold, right? Because then they they played. Uh, that was the COVID year, right? So they had to play in front of fans, so they didn't get booed and all that stuff. So yeah. the fans had a year to to sit on it digest and, a little bit and digest, and then and then they lost a couple players, and now you. Like so, let's say uh, Springer playing with the Jays and, and doing a hell of a job, yeah. all-star center fielder, and he, the Jays fan can't boo him. Boy, he's a cheater. Oh no, I don't think and he is in Minnesota. And Correa's in Minnesota, yeah. whatever, right? It's one uh, of those things. And so Altuve has to wear it, like he's the face of that cheating thing. Um, you know, and then like even like Cora is he's back, right? Uh, for. Boston. Boston. He had a situation yeah. there, and then the Yankees had a little situation, whatever that one was. Well, yeah, and the got Yankees the got yeah, and, Yankees got fined. Like everybody and, had one. Like everybody was. Yeah, everybody stuff. was yeah, cheating. Right, they were just right. cheating a little bit better. So like, I, like, and I, I've said that long time ago, even when it was happening. You know, they just cheated a little bit better, and so I think, I think, yeah, I think the Astros are the sexier team, but like this cheating thing keeps them from being the, the sexiest team of the last five, 10 years. hundred percent. No, it's one of those things. It's funny how baseball rules. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. That's it, 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 it's such a fast, it's, it's such a fascinating sport behind, behind the scenes and to watch it all. It's, it's great. Uh, get off this, get off the baseball subject here in a second. When's the last time you uh, kept score? Like with a scorecard at a baseball game. Have you oh, ever done yeah. I've done it once just to do it. And then I'm like, I'm I'm all right with it. I yeah. don't need to do it. Because Deanne wants to learn how oh. to do it. She's because she, she's very numbers oriented. She's very she's organized and things like that. And she wants to learn how to do it. So we're going to sit and watch a. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do it a, a WCBL game or watch a baseball game here uh, down the Yankee Tavern North here, fourteen twenty World Headquarters. But she wants to learn how to do it. I think it might create a monster. And she might not ever stop doing it. Is one of those things. Well, you know there's who, people who do it, and they they that they, they have books from years and years and years of doing it. Do you, my my father-in-law loves doing it. So if we, uh, Does he if really? she, oh yeah, he loves doing it. Uh, well, he's a he's a baseball dork just like you. He's a baseball dork. There's no getting around that. Dodger fan. You yeah. bet. And then uh, so if you want to get her to practice a little bit, then uh, we'll we'll pick a Wimble game. She can sit with me, uh, Dennis and I, and he'll he'll tune her up. He's a teacher. Does he, uh, does he make, okay. When, when he does it, is he the official score or does he take the official scores word for it? Like, yeah. if he, like if he sees something as an error in his own head, does he make that decision or does he do what the, the official score on TV does? I don't know. I don't ask. Um, well, no, he doesn't you know do what I mean? it. On, yeah. He doesn't do it for, for games. Uh, he's done it for a couple of Jasper's games. Mm. Um, and like, uh, like he only does it when asked, he doesn't do it for kicks. Oh, I thought like maybe sitting at home watching the Dodger. Game oh, no, 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 but he would, he would like he, he enjoys the game. I used to do it when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, and because I, yeah, I, 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 I taught myself and I, and I did, I have done a couple games, but it's been 
It's been years, like in my twenties. Now they have this, that, hit a thing on a. Oh Jesus! Whatever. I don't yeah. like it. Don't when like I'm it. watching Jasper's games, I use the app to tell me how many, how many out, what's what's the score. I can't believe that's a thing in every level of baseball now. It's it's remarkable. As long as one parent is doing it, then I know that. Like it's, when he was in Edmonton, I knew that. Ten seconds after anything happened, I knew what happened. Fuck me, did I laugh? Speaking of on the app and blah blah whatever. Yesterday is my uh, third little league game of the day, and I, one two count. I I don't. I just lost the count. I I wasn't. Let's be honest here. I was a little overheated. I wasn't really paying. You attention. weren't using your clicker. I had my end of clicker, but I, I I just I missed I missed a pitch. I don't know what happened, right? And uh, I called a strike on a kid, and the one coach says, "Well, that's strike three. And I said, "No, it's not. It's strike two. So I didn't do my thing, right? And yeah. I said, no, it's strike two. And then a bunch of parents, they got all mad at me. No, ah, strike three. And I, I, so I turned around. I went, whoa, whoa. Let's everybody calm down here a little bit. I'll ask the official score. The official score goes, they were like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were zoned out. They, too. they were hoping that I was getting it right. I guess I'm the official guy out there, senior guy. So then my, my partner, he goes, he called me over. He goes, well, there was two foul balls. Blah, there's this, and, that. and then that one. Yeah, it's strike three. I said, yeah, good enough. Kids out. <laughs> good enough. So it was just, it was funny. But these parents were just freaking out. I'm like, let's just everybody calm down. We'll figure this out. It's fine. After, after the oh. conversation, you should have turned turned around and punched him out with authority. Yeah, just give him a big one. There you are. You're out of here. Grab a Bring chair. Him up right in his face. <laughs> right in his face. And the 12 year old kid make him cry. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's funny uh, stuff. Oh, it happens to the best of us. Oh, yeah. It's a funny thing. And here's the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Four beer sports talk and a whole lot more. This segment brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and it saves about 20 bucks on uh, your first purchase of uh, whatever you're going to for the rest of the summer. You know, SeatGeek, how about a second purchase by now? We've been pushing yeah. you guys for a, a bit year, now. About 16 months now, yeah. Oh, months. yeah. I'm running out of emails, buddy. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> for your second purchase, too. Your second purchase. We'll figure that out, too. Okay. <laughs> Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports, talking a whole lot more. This uh, segment is brought to you the best in men's skincare at Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Go to uh, CalderaLab.com, use promo code 1420LAB for 20% off the best in men's skincare today to get rid of those fine lines, wrinkles, frown lines, crinkled lines, whatever you got going on in your forehead, inquisitive lines, everything else that's going on. Uh, a lot of inquisitive things happen in the world of sports, Dave, on a, on a daily basis that make you scratch your head and go on and on. And we talk a lot on our show about, because uh, we're getting a little uh, longer in the tooth. I don't want to say long in the tooth yet, but we're a little longer in the tooth about uh, today's athlete compared to 
uh, athletes of 20, uh, 30 to maybe even 40 years ago. Now that we're, we're, uh, you're past 50 years old and I'm approaching 50 years old now. So we, we, we've kind of seen the, the gamut a little bit of the, uh, and I, I think we're actually kind of the, the golden age of sports, the way we've, uh, grown up with athletes, uh, in, in our time, in our time frame on God's green earth here with, um, when we first started watching sports, baseball, hockey, and everything else, there was a few guys making really good dough, but in general, guys weren't making big, big money. Uh, and then if you did, if you did, we're, we're fortunate enough to play in the National Hockey League or Major League Baseball or whatever it might have been, you weren't making huge dough, but then some guys ended up making money. Um, athletes of uh, today are just so much different than they were 20, 30, 40 years ago. You're, you're right. Like it's, um, they're better, stronger, faster, better coached. Um, I think the only sport that uh, that really has that that might be the outlier to that is baseball. And look at the Houston Astros paying what a quarter million dollars for those four uh, relievers that they found in the Dominican and 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 Latin American stuff just by by working the farm. Uh, sorry, working the their the system. Yeah, the system and, and pounding it out. Like so so more so than any other sport, I think if you're absolutely supremely talented, you still have a chance in baseball. I don't think you have it and and basketball. I don't think you have a chance in 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 hockey uh at all. Unless unless you have uh, access to the the best in training, the best coaching, the best on and on exactly. and on. Exactly. And they really play three hundred and fifty days a year. And just ice time. And, you know, like uh, as to that, I was uh, – I talk about the Barnburner po- podcast that's out of Calgary here um, with Rhett Warner, uh, Boomer, and Pinder. And so they're they're taking some breaks, so they're doing some long-form long interviews. And they had a three-part interview with Robin Regeer, who's not a Hall of Famer. Hall of – he can play for my team anytime kind of guy. Good player. Really good player. Cam- and he, and he came out of that Kamloops Blazers organization back in the nineties that was winning every year. And so, yeah. so they, they, they had a pedigree of winning. And so he, he knows what it was like at a, at a young age to play uh, and play hard for, he played, he played for Don Hay back in the day, back in Kamloops. And like the, those teams in Kamloops were something else, but yeah, it was uh Regeer's, uh, Yeah. He could play my team. No problem. He was, he was so solid. Yeah. Um, But uh, he was talking, like, it, it, it's like three, probably four hour interview. Like when it's all said and done, like I've only uh, finished listening to part two today, he was talking about his, uh, his uh, entry into the league and he was a rookie and he was supposed to be in the farm, but then they actually started him up. And then um, after five, six games, um, he was a healthy scratch. He goes, I was crushed. And like, and the coach came to me and he's like, like, well, you know, what do you think? He goes, well, I, I don't think I'm, I, I'm doing this wrong. I'm doing this wrong. I'm reading that. So as a player, he said to the coach, like, I, I'm understanding what I'm doing wrong. How can I change? And then Regeer thing, like, you know, when a player, the, this, this day and age, first call is going to be to his agent. Oh, they're fucking benching me. And then, so now the agent and he puts it, it's just, it, it, it lends to what you're saying. Like the spoiled athlete of today, like, you know, it, why phone your agent? Why don't you just go and phone your fucking mom? They're being mean. Well, to me. Dad's call, dad's calling the agent too, guaranteed. 
Yeah. No, yeah, do, not, do not you want all. Your, we shouldn't you say want... all, but like, it, it, Dave, you, you, you hear about some stories like that. Like, you hear about Mitchie Marner back in Toronto, how his dad was kind of run, running uh, the show there and like junior hockey kids and everything else. And yeah, there's been hockey parents and baseball parents forever and ever and ever. But now it, it seems to be a lot more prevalent with the money that these parents spend. And yeah, I, I hate to throw this term out entitlement that, that, cause entitlement's been a thing forever, but there seems to be a bit more entitlement with these, the, these guys now that uh, think that the game, that the game needs them more than they need the game. And I think that's the biggest problem that we have in, in sports now, because um, in general, like when you, I watch a, a baseball game, I don't know who's playing. Like I, I know every Yankee and everything else. I, I know a lot of Blue Jays. We watch them, but I don't give a shit who's playing. I watch the game when I don't like when it, I, I watch a hockey game, I could care less who's playing until it comes to playoff teams. I don't have a, a real dog in the fight or horse in the race by any means. So, but these kids who think that they're bigger than the game, they're the ones. And there's a reason why there's a disdain for today's athlete, in my personal opinion. Right. You, you, you don't get, the gamers as much as you used to. And then, you know, and, and I, and I look at someone like um, Bryce Harper, who is really good MVP of the league last and a year gamer. and a gamer, but, just but also, nozzle. but just a nozzle, the, the way he strikes out, the way he, he treats his teammates. It's just like, just fucking, can't you have just a bit of class? You fuck. So it, it, things like that bother me. And, and, but obviously he has the game. The other thing that I, my other takeaway as to his interview, he was talking his very first game in the league. Uh, they were on the road in Pittsburgh. So he had to go and take loose, uh, lace him up. And then there he is looking at old Mario Lemieux and Jagger on the, other. probably Ronnie Francis was out there as well. And who yeah. else would have been out on, on those teams? They had uh, Kevin Stevens and they, and Tom Brasso in that. They, like those are Stanley <laughs> Cup winning teams back, back there. And like, holy cow, that would have been a rough line to play. I can't imagine like being, to be on the ice coming out of the National Hockey League uh, or coming out of junior hockey or college or whatever it's, it's happening. And uh, you come on the ice and there's guys that, you have posters on your wall in your parents' bedroom or, or in your own bedroom, your parents' house still to this day. And like, oh man, I'm playing against that guy now. That that, that must be that must have been awkward. And it, yo, awkward it totally hard. It, it makes me think, like, you know, what's in worse? Awe. What's worse? Like lining up as a D-man with Jagger looking at Jagger and, and Mario or being the left winger? What's more nerve-wracking? Like you're screwed either way. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, the left winger, like with him, like on Mario's team. Like, oh, oh, like I think being actually, you know what? Being the left, no, being left winger would be easy because Mary would say, "Just go stand there. I'll put it on your stick. You give it back to me. I'm going to go score." <laughs> and I'm going to give it to that guy because that guy's more skilled than me. But he's lazier than I am, and, and he's going to go score. <laughs> and see like, twenty one on the on the on on the D. Yeah. It's his first game. That's oh, the you're, out of him. you're nervous take, as all hell, man. It it, it's not going to go well. Like every time the puck comes on your stick, back in the day, like back then, because those, those guys would just pick on on. It was point night wherever, right? One of those deals. Like I'm going to light that guy up. They they laugh. Oh yeah, we're gonna, and I I, I kind of think there used to be a, a coming of age thing and a, a bit of a uh, growing pain thing that coaches would put put players out there. Okay, this is actually the National Hockey League. You're going 
going to be out there with this guy. Like if it's a five-two score with Calgary playing, because Calgary had some pretty lean, lean years when Regeer first got in the league. And that's what that's what he right. mentioned as well. And the Calgary was bad. They yeah. they weren't very good. So Robin Regeer might have got. I can't remember who the coach would have been back then. Like it's it's one of those things where they go, okay, you're going out there and you're going to get lit up a couple of times. You'll probably probably. Um, end up a uh, a dash five tonight but it'll be a learning experience we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll help you through but you're, you're going to learn something playing against these guys and, and, I, you know, I, and, and I think that that's probably like that that learning curve probably can't happen anymore you don't think so like this was especially as a d man right like because like everybody is so ridiculously offensive talented um you're going to get made to look a fool as a D man sooner or later. Right. No matter if it's your first game or 51st game or your 501st game, you know, these guys are going to, or, or, or don't you like, I don't know. I don't know if I watch, I, especially the D man. I don't, I don't really watch the game close enough to see how these guys handle themselves against absolute supreme elite talent. Well, the, the the offensive wizardry these guys. I, I'm not. I'm not even throwing that that term out loosely. Like the, the the way these guys handle the puck nowadays, the way the stuff that they can do and dance dance around and like and to, for me to say that Sidney Crosby isn't even one of the top five offensive. Uh, He's one of the top five offensive scorers, I think, but not one of the top five offensive talents, if you know what I mean. Like he's like the stuff that these kids are doing nowadays in comparison to what it was when Crosby first broke in the league, are, it's, it's night and day. It's and you, you look at Ovechkin where he just stands on that that point on the left side and just lets a, a howitzer go and he gets his fifty goals a year. It's it, it, that that's a different skill set. The way these guys handle the puck now and make and skate in and out and flipping it around and everything else, it's unbelievable. Is it better? I don't I don't think I don't think we talked about it before. I don't think hockey's better than it was 20 years ago. I think the skill level's better, but I don't think that hockey is in a better spot now than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I think and, and we agree. Like, you know, it, it is it is the skill level is higher, but as far as gameplay and watchability, the jury's out on that. We'll we'll see what happens. Um when when Regeer was talking about it, I thought about like like so in other sports now too, like how would you feel as your first at bat, and then okay get in there and take your hacks and you got to go up there against uh, Randy Johnson, like how the fuck do those guys even hit the the bat off their out their their shoulder, like I, your uh, first time has to be your first time sooner or later and and I yeah. always like to think like what's it, what's it like to you know fa- facing a guy who throws a hundred now. And this this is going to sound ridiculous. Facing a guy that throws a hundred now, it's it's commonplace. Like now, like twenty years ago when Randy Johnson was doing it, or you go 30, 40 years ago when Nolan Ryan was doing it, that would have been a lot a lot harder. But now, so many guys throw ninety eight, nine nine, a hundred. There's so many guys in college doing it right now. It'd be, it'd be it, like event like. But now, when you're eighteen years old, you might have done it. Back then with Randy Johnson, and people forget that Randy Johnson, when he was in Expo, he was a wild motherfucker. Oh, he, yeah. he didn't know where it was going. No, no. He let go, and, and, and that six-foot-11 <laughs> frame that he had from 60 feet, feet, six inches, he didn't know where it was going half the time. But you think about that, that all-star game with John Cruck when he, he scared the shit out of John Cruck, and Cruck was one of the better hitters of his of of, of that generation at one point. Like it, it's it's crazy to think that that like, but and that, and that's when and fuck you hate to be old man get off my lawn. I say this all every fucking show we do and wave my cane on the front front step, but 
athletes of that of that generation. That's and, and and I don't think there's going to be anybody who can dispute this. Back then and before our time, that's when men were men. You look at these kids now; they barely look like they should be playing high school baseball sometimes or high school hockey. Oh, men yeah, were hockey. men back then, and, and, and it's and I'm not making that up. I'm not being. I'm not downplaying the guys who play nowadays. I'm not saying that they're worse athletes nowadays because they're not. They're bigger, faster, stronger. Maybe not bigger, but they're faster, stronger, more healthier. But those guys back then, man, men were men, and they weren't. They weren't calling their agents how this all started when some didn't go right right for them. Well, you think about the the All Star game. Well, that the All Star game, the uh, home run derby, the All Star game. Like Mookie Betts is the only one over older than twenty eight in that whole thing. No, yeah, they were all young pups. Yeah, I, don't, you... I don't know that for a fact, but you know the the kids are on a mash, and that's just how it is. And and baseball's obviously embraced that as well, signing these young guys, 24, 25 year olds to do these massive deals because they want them to be productive as like once they want to pay them the money now for them, for, for what their production is going to be for those big power years, uh, 20, 27 to 32. And, and hopefully they develop it. And I understand why owners do that because the way salaries go, like $20 million. Yeah. 25 mil, excuse me, 25 million right now is going to seem awesome. like a bargain in six, seven years. Like you think, when, they, you think when you are in your production. A-Rod got that first contract from Texas. People mm-hmm. are like, what the fuck? No one's worth that. Now that's just what contracts are. Just what they are. Sorry, right. I took a big bite of food. You, uh, <laughs> like we, like it's, it's funny to, and, and I can actually say like the, we, the guys who were like watched baseball in the forties and hockey in the forties and fifties and sixties, uh, it it wasn't great. Like, the, yeah, yeah, you have your your Joe DiMaggio's and your Mickey Mantles, and you have your uh, Gordy Howells and the like, and everything else. And and uh, who's a who's a quarterback for the uh, the Green Bay Packers there? That Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. Not Unitas. You're thinking of Bart Starr, but Bart Starr. But you know, and you know, yeah. but you know what I'm getting at. So all these guys, yeah. so, so the guys older than us, I, that, that's their their heroes. But I, I can actually say I, I, I personally think as the uh, the the older I get, the uh, the golden age of sport to me was the eighties and nineties where it uh, no one was getting paid a ton of money. Money was starting to come into it a little bit, so there's a little more training, and the athletes were uh, uh, they're not great, but they were having a good time. Yeah, but it was still hard work to get. They're not the guys that work hard now. But back in the eighties and nineties, man, I think we grew up in the we grew up in the right time watching some of those cuts. I 100% uh, agree with that because you just think of the the names, right? So we saw Gretzky and Lemieux. Um, we saw the, the entire career of Jordan. We saw Magic Johnson and Bird. We saw Tiger Kareem. Woods. Kareem. Tiger, yeah. Tiger Woods, right? And in sports, we saw uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, right? Like it's – we saw uh, some great fucking stuff happen. Yeah. In in our lifetime, and 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 I don't know if these records are going to be broken in baseball. We saw, um, you know, Pedro Martinez and Greg Maddox and Randy Johnson. Though, like we we talk uh, about all the time, like those those Braves teams should have won every year. 
Uh-huh. And they didn't. So how good was other teams? We saw like so much great baseball. Yeah, we, like not in the nineties. Yeah, you had the the steroids, the PEDs. But you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? Like it, it, you saw the home run chase, and you saw the it, like the nine the eighties and nineties. There was some. Gr- it, it was great to. It was, and that's when. It, it it all and when marketing first really came came up and came came big and but and, and it, it's I think we grew up in just the right era in comparison to what it is now. Like like I watch every day. I watch a lot of stuff every day. But I think I think the eighties and nineties were just so much better. Just because I, I think it was a mixture of today's athlete and the athlete who had to actually have a job as well uh, in the off season. So I think there was a fine, a fine line there with the athletes of, of the, our, our, uh, our golden era, I guess. You know, and then those, those athletes I just mentioned, they pushed it, it, it because it was becoming must watch television because these athletes were so great, which, which led to the push of more coverage all the time. Like, like phones and what have you wasn't a thing. Like, so it, it was either on TSN or a regular cable here in Canada or ESPN, or you didn't watch it. But, you know, when uh, that Maguire and Sammy Sosa home run chase was on, Everybody no, matter, watched it. no matter what game you were on, they cut to every single at bat. And even if you last. weren't, if you weren't a fan, you knew what was happening. Right. Yes. It was, yeah. And, and, it and was that is, it's too bad. And it happened that the LA, it was the LA Times, they got rid of their sports section. They're not going to have, um, the uh, box scores anymore and there's some other cutbacks happening around uh news media because people don't read newspapers anymore and i think I, that's a, a sad thing to, to, to it's not be part of the vernacular of sports anymore but like you would watch that and you would follow that through the newspaper and it was there and you because that was the only like i we you, you're old enough to remember as well when in lethbridge you wouldn't get the paper until after school the next day right when the right. paper delivered it wasn't delivered first thing in the morning you get four o'clock you got home and i had buddies delivered to the leopard herald in fort mcleod and so the, the paper would be there the next day at five o'clock when you would actually read it so, mm-hmm. so you would follow the box scores and follow things going on like i was i'm, I'm a sports dork from way back and i think that that that's sorely missed in today's uh uh, uh not just kids but sports fans in general who just um, you follow your team and that's it. You follow the al- the algorithms come up on your phone and everything else on whatever social media you got going on. And I think that that's a big thing that's missing in, in the world of sports is that kids don't have the, they have the access, but they can't get to it. Do you know what I mean? Well, they have the access, but yeah, they have no interest in it. Whereas um, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, cause every day they would have the box scores. And then NL leaders, AL leaders, right? And then mm. they'd have, and you know, uh, just whatever. But then every Tuesday they'd break it right down and say, and, 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 and then hockey, every team, right? Bang, bang, bang. So you, you you could do a deep dive on it, and the only way you can do that deep dive is like <laughs> sitting there. I I couldn't imagine. I don't know how the fuck old people did it back in the day. I need glasses to to. Do up my zipper these days. Fuck. <laughs> it's getting bad, Dave. But I, oh like, man. Like how do I, I don't if know, I, I don't have my my readers in my pocket, <laughs> I can't read a menu. Like fuck me. I can't see a fucking thing anymore. Same, if you listen, same. Wimble yeah. uh, players, if you're listening to this, uh, I can see baseballs. I can't I can't read. 
I cannot see the fine print on anything anymore. You know it says Rawlings. You can't read the Rawlings on it. <laughs> yeah, there you it. go. <laughs> the catch catch it, she's close enough. Yeah, it's one of the. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. Like, like it's 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 just odd the the way uh, sports is uh, taking it. Is it better? No. Is it worse? No. Is it different? Yes. Is is uh, the coverage of it better? I don't think it is. I, I, there's too many talking heads, and we're we're two of them here, obviously, but. Um, I, I I really don't think that because there's so much national um, coverage, you you lose out on the the local coverage, like the guys in Barnburn and everything else, because lo- local uh, radio goes away and local papers go away and reporters, and you see you don't get the same the same feel. That's a good point. Like you don't you don't get the same feel for the players that play for your team anymore. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like you don't get yeah. the same for your team and I was talking about this with the end I hate to bring it back to the Yankees all the time but like I watch games whenever I get it when I'm not in the field I watch as many as I can throughout the year but these teams now they don't have the same and there's more coverage I can learn more about these players that, that I ever want to want, want to learn but they don't it doesn't have the same feel anymore because you don't have the local reporter as much you know, maybe that, and also too, just because you can access it anytime, any place. So you just like, don't. So, yeah, and there's no like because watching a Yankee game for you back in the day would have been a treat. Because when because we you had get Saturdays, you get yeah. the Fox game of the week, and the odd uh, and the Sunday ESPN night game, the yeah. odd one here and there. Yeah, because now otherwise, I can click it on, watch it whenever. In our neck of the woods, it was like before that. It was it was the Cubs on WGN and uh, the Braves on TBS, and then with the odd. Uh, and if Blue- the CFL was did what didn't have a game on Sunday nights, um, you we we get a Sunday night baseball game from ESPN. Yeah, John, John Miller and uh, Joe Morgan. Yeah, so you know which was they were treat, good, right? eh? Oh, yeah, man, Joe Morgan was awesome, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He did know what he those was two were great. Jo- John Miller and Joe Morgan, they were fantastic. Yeah, no, they, they were good. Best. Yeah, anyways, and, uh, and 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 then we don't even talk about the announcers anymore, right? Because there's just so many. Aside from the fact that we think fucking A Rod should be banned from everything about baseball don't talk about it don't look at it just like sit in your luxury box with your mirror beside you and so you can give yourself a kiss every now and then we talked about a long long time ago and we're breaking news at 1420 world headquarters and 1420 sports bar podcast for beer sports talking a whole lot more but we uh, talked about a long time ago how we didn't understand how the uh how they pay announcers so much. And I was listening to Mad Dog Radio, Chris Russo, who was on uh, WFAN for a long time uh, in New York City. Now he's got his own show for a long time now on uh, Sirius XM. He was saying that I he doesn't understand why Fox and uh, CBS and NBC pay money for these uh, for for these broadcasters. He says. Because I'm not, they take, take the money, take the money, take the money, he said. But why they're paying 20 million bucks a year for an announcer for games people are going to watch no matter what, anyways, it, does, it, it doesn't make any sense. He says, nobody's tuning in, no one's tuning in to hear Troy Aikman speak. And he's right. I, you know what? I will say that, you know what? Joe Bob, I'd I'll rather do- have certain guys. Yes. But I'm not going to not watch if it's a game I'm going to watch. That's not entirely true for me. Like back in the day, uh, uh, Harry Neal and and Cole on on Hockey Night in Canada, 
I couldn't listen to that fucker anymore. He was well, they, so, they got know, a little old. They, 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 they got they, a little they, they, old. They were great for the least for a long time, but it, it got to a point where it's like, yeah, it's time to shut up. I hate uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Vital, Dicky V, baby. But you'll or turn whatever. it off. Like you'll I turn, will it, turn mute, it off. Right? Can't stand. You'll you know. see it mute and yeah. put music on or whatever. Like yeah. if, if there's a game you want to watch, you're not turning it off. You're right. I couldn't stand John Madden back in the day. Jesus, I'm a contrarian. Now, all the most famous ones are the ones I can't stand. Like you're not turning these games off because uh, if if you want to watch what like the Broncos are playing, whoever you're not turning it off, you'll just put on a different a, a different uh, yeah, right. radio or, guy. So why even pay, so why just, they're paying these talking heads as much as it's a mystery. It's 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 an absolute mystery to me. And Chris Russo uh, vo- voiced uh, the same thing I did, and he he makes you know a lot more than we do on our you know. <laughs> On our show, he makes like he actually makes money. But so, yeah. so I, I I don't understand that the the mentality of paying broadcast that much money. I, I don't yeah. think it matters. I I think no, I I think it's it's not an easy job to do every day day in day out because I can imagine doing this 162 games a year, right? Baseball sucks. Uh, yeah, because there is downtime, and then you got to do something, right? And you have to have cadence and familiar. Yeah. Football is just do your thing, but there is bad football announcers. Like Tony Romo is a bad football announcer. Like I like how the fuck like who's who? Well, who he Dave, blew, what's, what's never fucked know. up about this though is that there is a good percentage of people who watch their games at their local watering hole, go to a bar, sit in a tailgate, whatever, and it's it's on TV, but there's the sound's not even on. Like there, there's a, a good percentage. So why they're paying these guys this much money is a mystery. I, I don't get it. I, yeah. I I really don't. Like good good on good on them. If you if you can make millions and millions of bucks uh, talking about sports, good on you. I don't understand it, but good on you. Yeah, it, it it seems like a very easy job to do, but it's clearly not because otherwise. Even at this level that uh, you got your A team, your B team, your C team on like for all the major networks, there's a big difference between the A team and B team. It has to do, it must be, it has to be maybe advertised. Okay, we're using this for, for this game. So advertising this much is this much. Does that make you know, sense? And, well, it does make sense. And, 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 you know, like, so with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck uh, leaving Fox to go to uh, ESPN for that, that Monday night game, uh, ESPN couldn't find a crew for decades. It, it always their Monday night crew sucked. I, I the Gruden sucked. Um, <laughs> uh, Dennis Miller. Oh, Dennis Miller, that sucked. They had Rush Limbaugh for a year. That sucked. Did like, they really? Was, oh, uh, yeah. Rush Limbaugh was in. There, oh, I, I didn't. Think. I did not know that. You know what? I only think he lasted three, four weeks. But you know, like they, they've been trying everything for years, and they had what Greasy and Booger McFarlane in that fucking crane on the sidelines booger was bad yeah you you know but now they they put Aikman and buck there and now it feels like a real football game and now it feels like we got professionals giving that game it has a total different feel because they they have a real broadcast crew doing it so is that worth between the two of them 22 million dollars a year i don't know i don't know but it Seems. feels a lot better, and I like it. Uh, like I can listen to Joe Joe Buck read a phone book. I I think that guy gets a lot of hate where good. he shouldn't. 
He should know. Yeah, he's really good. Like I remember when I first kind of got uh, my my Joe Buck crush was the uh, the 2001 World Series, which I still think is one of the greatest World Series ever. Even though the Yankees lost, though the way he uh, he broadcast that thing and everything else after the 9/11 tragedies, he, I, that, that was my that's when my Joe, Joe Buck crush came uh, came full circle because I thought he was great. I, I really yeah. Right from that point he, on, he knows what he he knows what he's doing. And sure, like his dad, he may have got his first job from his dad, but. I'll let, yeah, like I said, like I, I I'm not gonna say he has that job because of his dad now. He does, he's really good. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's quite it's quite crazy. No, it's funny how uh, it all works out in the the, the old man and us uh, kind of comes out. Anyway, it's a fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. Segment brought to you by Caldera Lab and CalderaLab.com. Use promo code one four two zero lab at CalderaLab.com. Uh, we're coming up on our third year anniversary. Back in show sixty eight, I believe that's a long, long time ago. Dave, do you remember that? Jesus Christ, I was uh, in in my uh, my brother in law's basement recording that one. And that was the very first one that our, uh, we got a new producer, uh, Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, took over the, the sound for us and saved the show, really, when it came down to it. Uh, he's got a new single coming out in September called Save You, and he's got another one he didn't put out, and I really think he should. It's called uh, Lost in a Moment. But, Jim, uh, coming up on our three-year anniversary, thank you for everything you've done for us over the years. So, and our listeners to our show, make sure you check out Jim's, uh, Jim's music on Spotify. We'll put the link up there, and I'm sure Jim will put out there. So, Jim, Make sure you uh, when you when you do mix this all up tonight. Make sure you put your uh, two songs, your, especially your new one, "Save You" up there, up up uh, to, uh, to take us out of this, Dave. Um, are we wrapping it up? Or no, no, we got one more. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Why well, uh, the way you were going on there with your thing and then Jesus and anniversaries and and three years being a thruple? Are we a thruple? Is that what you would call I us? Know, I don't know what it's called anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's three years has gone by in a heartbeat. Wow, uh, from from both of us sharing a mic on the fold up table down in the tavern to to uh, getting all fancy. COVID pushed us in the direction that we are right now. Yeah, we, yeah. We got uh, we got a we got a better guy on on the mixing board. We got a we got better uh, mics. All of we, it. We just. Uh, it's been. It, uh, I can't believe it's been three years already and, and, you know, it, it's always fun to, uh, to get together and, and, and do this stuff. Like talk sports. It's fun. Talk and, sports, talking sports with buddies is a good thing to do. Yeah. Jim, take us out with your new single, uh, save you. We're coming right back at you with a little, uh, would you rather that Dave's been saving up for us? The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more on this beautiful July the 17th. Uh, Dave, something you came up with uh, quite some time ago, and I still think you should have patented it, but it's all it's gone viral and everything else. Uh, other people have stolen it. They've uh, tried to duplicate, but they will never replicate. The would you rather go ahead, my friend? Uh, well, I got one here. Uh there's going to be some variations as we, as we go, go through it a little bit. So you're, uh, you're in Wrigley field, right? Uh, Yankees are in town. So you're a visitor watching. The I Yankees. did in 2016. Yeah, go ahead. You brought your glove. You're out in the outfield. You're going to catch a home run ball. Would yeah. you rather catch a Yankee home run ball and watch them lose or catch a Cubs home run ball? And watch the Yankees win. 
Fuck. Am I throwing both back? That's I, like I said, there's part two coming up. <laughs> okay. I, I would, oh, geez. You know what? And this is game like 95. Like it may or may no, not. I went, like, like, I, I yeah. went early. I went in early uh, April there with the first year that went in 2016. When April it was cold, it was horrible. It was not horrible. It was cold. Wind coming off the lake and everything else. And uh, the Yankees went all three and it was great. So I went there with the expectations to, to, to hope the Yankees would win two or three at least, right? Um, the thing is, when you bring your glove to a game, that changes things a little bit because now, and when and I was sitting behind home plate about uh, 10, 15 rows up, whatever it was, but when you're sitting in the bleachers and you bring your glove, the expectation of that game changes. So you probably went there if you brought your if you brought your Rawlings mitt, you're wanting to catch a baseball. Oh, would I rather see my you know what? The chances of you catching a baseball in any game are pretty slim. So I would still rather see the Yankees win a game and not catch a ball. But if the Cubs won a game, I'd want to catch a ball just so it wasn't a total loss. And so on that note, as per tradition, as a Yankees fan, you're decked out. You caught a Yankees home, home run ball. Are you throwing that back? Oh man, Jesus. I I don't, cause I'm, I'm closer to 50 than I am 10. Right. So, uh, I, I'd rather. I Jesus, but Wrigley field. Okay. You know what? You know what? I'm throwing it back. I'm throwing it back because I have thousands of baseballs. Like I literally have thousands of baseballs down here, whether they're from here, or there, whatever. I have some major league ones, some baseball. Blah, 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 blah. I, I, I'm probably throwing that back because I have a story that will last forever. Because a baseball, no, nobody can see that baseball when I'm having a few beers. This is funny. Nobody can see that baseball if I'm with my buddies in Fort McLeod or in, in a ballpark at a, a land wherever. I can say that I caught a ball at Wrigley Field and I threw it back. Nobody's ever going, like, and most people who um, hear this story are never going to come down to the basement to see to see the pit to, to see the baseball but they will see the picture of me or the video or whatever so it all they always come up i'm throwing that baseball back onto 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 the friendly confines of wrigley field i am yeah and then you know what and i would too but here's how i would play it if i'm bringing a mitt to the outfield in wrigley field I got a ball. I'm bringing a ball in my pocket. Oh, I know. You look at that kid who gave uh, that. Oh, he kept that totally one. doing the switch. That, 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 that 20-year-old girl he gave a ball to, and she was all smitten with that 12-year-old kid. Yeah. I know where you're going with this one. That's exactly what I do. Any ball, like if I caught a ball from the visiting team, I am getting that. I'm The transfer is going to be quick. Ball out. I'm going to hold it up, and they're going to say, throw it back, throw it back, and I'm going to just make a big old production of it. And then Davey's drinking for free the rest of the night, and I got the ball right there in my pocket. That's not a bad move, but man, oh man, that's a that's a that's a shitty move because if someone sees that, man, because you you go viral. I don't care. Oh, that's that's great. I don't mind going viral for that. I didn't cheat anybody out of anything. No, I'm throwing it away. I'm yeah, throwing it away. I, I'm, I'm, keep, I'm throwing it. 
if I'm bringing my glove uh, to to Wrigley, I'm I'm packing a. Because the a, thing a is, Dave, ball. the thing is with this conversation <laughs> is that like if, if if we're sitting like we don't get around, we don't get to, together much, a whole bunch more. Like all, me and like all of our friends and you and me and say Mike Davis and Luke and Moose and la da 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 da. But th- that's I, like I think like your story's really good obviously but i also think my story is really good too because i i think like moose especially he'd give me shit he goes you just threw it, threw it away like fuck are you fucking stupid but n- but now i'm part of like the 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 history of what happens at wrigley field where whereas moose would give you give you props as well as uh, saying like but but give you shit at the same time saying can't fucking do that like it's like I, both of our both of our ways of doing things is exactly what you know what? It's exactly the way our friends would expect us to do it. Both of us are giving the fans what they want. Yeah. But in a little bit, mine's more WWE and yours more uh, honesty. I, I, I don't like the, the thing is, I, I don't know. I just wonder how like, say, like maybe like my sister or, or Deanne or whoever, like maybe Deanne, like how she'd be like, you gotta keep it, you gotta keep it. Or like, it, you just wonder how it would all like the, the, the backlash you might get from your friends. That's a great question. I, I don't know. I know. Um, I, I, I would fuck, but you'd want to have a, a home run ball from Wrigley field. Right. Like how many, like, you know, you, I, I 100% agree with you. You know, like you caught, you caught the ball and, 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 and part of Laura is throwing it back. If you, if you get there and then you, you find yourself in the outfield, you don't have your gloves. So I didn't pack my ball. Like if, if it's a, if it's a visiting team home run, I could see myself throwing it back, but I would definitely hope. I don't know what I, I, I would want the souvenir. And, and, and I agree with you. You know, I know I caught it. Everybody like you will, will make the there's enough. There, there's enough. Cause Hey, part. You of this question. Is Diaz take the time to get a pitcher with said ball? That that somebody like your neighbor, your friend, whoever you went the game with, to to say, okay, this is the one, and then chuck it back so there is there is documented proof that you caught the ball. Yeah, because anybody can fuck. Yeah, I got this and fucking throw it, whatever, right? And pretend. Yeah. So. So like a couple of selfies or something like that. And then like someone like I want, I want and maybe a quick video. Yeah. He caught yeah. The ball and, and then it goes from there. Yeah. Because otherwise all that thing is doing collecting dust anyways. And it's a cool story. And it's not like it's going to be an heirloom, right? Like I have. what's a cooler story, the ball catching it, who won the game or throwing it back on the field. Well, catching it because that's catching that's it's huge, the obviously. Cat, catching it's number one. Most don't. That, no, um, you know, throwing it back, throwing back a plant would be a, like I think the best story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, think throwing, you're, I think you're right to an extent. I think throwing back the plant would be the best story. Um, keeping it. Yeah, throwing it back, keeping it would be the best story because you do have that thing sitting wherever in a, in a drawer or whatever, yeah, but it's there. And, and, there and like whatever, you, yeah. you want to see the ball? Oh, yeah, like someone's going to want to see the ball until, you know, Jasper starts uh, hitting it off a tee and then my dog gets some tooth marks in it, right? Because that's going to happen one day too. Well, no, the boy's getting a little too old. Um, and then just like catching it, keeping it is the worst story. 
But you know, it's still a good story because you caught it. Like you're catching a, a home run ball at Wrigley. Like Field. none of them are a bad That's story. A, yeah, there's there's zero bad stories there. It'd be, yeah, and then like, and that's just a random home run in the fifth inning in game 92, right? Like, we're not talking historic or anything or from, yeah, in or six, what? In it, six, it, no, it, no, 17, 16, 17, 17, I went to Wrigley. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. Like, I, I saw, uh, Brett Gardner hit a home run in the top of the ninth to uh, go up two one on, on the uh, on the Cubs. It was fantastic. It was it was it was great. It was uh, a, gr- a great th- thing. And I sat in the Wrigley rooftops and the whole bit. It was it's great. It's it's, I, it's it's great. And you know, and, and then on that note, then too. So if you would have been there in the Jeter years and you caught a Jeter home run, are you throwing that fucker back? No, I'm no chance. Home. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm or any that. of the like or a Bur- or a Bernie, Bernie Williams or whoever, or, or, Paul O'Neill yeah. or who I'm keeping those, yeah, yeah. And the Cubs stunk back then, right? So it's, yeah, yeah, it's different. But, but throwing but, it back is part of part of the lore, right? It's one of yeah. those things. Yeah, I I did that. Fuck, I did that. Bringer a rain, you can you can throw that. Thing oh back Donaldson, right I'm now. fucking going on the box score and getting rid of that <laughs> home run. Take it to the box office for your free bag of candy. Yeah, here, give me some fucking spits. Yeah, take your baseball to the to the front office and get yourself a free Cubs box. Get Cubs box to get a bag of peanuts. If he, yeah, I, I think you know what? I think it would be easy to throw it back though, because you'd be caught up in the moment and because every, every, they'd be yeah. so bad. Throw it. It'd be like, oh, all right, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. But it's get a pitcher first. Get a pitcher first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree with that. So it's such it, anyway. it's it's funny though. No, it's, it's funny like when I uh, every time I come off the field like what and then before like if I'm working the bases at Spitz or at uh, wherever I am doing a WCBL game, I put a like if I'm leaving the field as, as a home plate umpire. I throw a kid a ball and, and the, the way their eyes light up is something else. Like there's a mess hat last week coming off the field and throw it and just walk up, give a kid a ball. It's unbelievable. And if I throw one to, to a kid before a game starts, it's, it, it's crazy. The way eyes light up for a baseball, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's actually unbelievable. Kids chase balls. Like even like uh, when we're on the, when I sit in those, uh, those picnic bit uh, benches on the third base side, when a ball goes into the parking lot, I can't believe a kid hasn't gotten hit there because yeah. it's just, it's a stampede. It's like fucking cats after a ball of yarn yeah. and got it, got it. And they're all walking back. And, and then another one comes and yeah. yeah. And then oh. they just fucking run. There's and some they, about a baseball. There's something about a baseball and just also crowd draws a crowd, especially for kids, right? Like one kid's like 10 seconds later, but he sees everybody else running. So he yeah. has to run and see what everybody's doing. Cause maybe he might find the ball too. Yeah, but, Dave, yeah. that was one of the best would you rather in the uh, short three and a half, three year history of the 1420 sports bar podcast. I like that one. That was good. Well, yeah, I, I knew it would uh, uh, pique my interest a lot. Yeah. It would, it would progress in the conversation. There's some hard choices to be made there. And I had longer time to think about it, so that's why if I bring the glove, I'm bringing a plant, and and so I can. I can if you keep bring the, the glove, you're mean to catch a ball. You're hoping to, yeah, like yeah. Well, I guess you're always hoping to, but if you have a glove, you're in. There's a your certain yeah expectation yeah. level. Yes, yes. No, that's, that was a good one tonight, Dave. I'm proud of you. I'm proud. Oh, of you. thank you, thank yeah, you. I years. try. I want to contribute. <laughs> the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. 
Four beers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, yeah, we can get everything here on a uh, July after July evening, uh, the 17th here going on. Uh, Three-year anniversary coming up. we got some plans coming up. But anyways, uh, Dave, take care of yourself. More important, take care of yourself. Need you around. Can you stick on the ice? And what else you got? I want Jim to not swing at high pitches. Can't wait to hear the new songs, Jimmy Neutron. Um... Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for everything you do, Brent. And if you bring a glove to the park, make sure you bring your plant ball. I think that's actually pretty good advice. <laughs> Not for foul balls. Just just in your home run. What do you think first. happens to the plant ball? This is lost in this. Well, they, you know, they just throw it in like that's a BP ball now, no? Or do you think they authenticate it? Yeah, who knows? Like it's, they might, they might authenticate it. That would be, a fucking that shit. would be funny. That'd be a shitty purchase <laughs> at SteinerSports.com. Fuck, here's this ball. So I didn't tell. Oh, fuck, here you go. <laughs> authenticate the wrong ball. Anyways, some- Jimmy, take us out with your new single, "Save You," and then maybe bring us in with your uh, other never uh, released uh, song, uh, "Lost in the Moment." We'll talk to you guys on uh, Thursday night. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you Thursday. Good night, everybody. So tell me why